Welcome back, everybody. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference of Illinois, and thanks for listening to our show here this morning. Uh, very interesting guest so far, and the most interesting, well, I shouldn't say that, another interesting guest is Tom Morrison. He is a rep- state representative. He is from District 54, if I remember the number correctly, and that is in the Palatine area. Tom, are you with us? Yeah, Bob, thanks for having me. Representative Morrison, it's good to hear your voice again. So um, we'll talk a little bit about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, I don't know, every once in a while I just kind of shake my head. Well, I shake my head a lot. So there's an attempt, uh, we've talked about this uh, on this program before, to repeal the Illinois Parental Notification of Abortion Law. Uh, it's been on the book since, what, 2013, something like that? Uh, yeah, it was, it was actually it was originally passed in 1995. Right. And then there were legal challenges uh, until 2013 when the Supreme Court said, no, it is perfectly justifiable for the state to regulate this. I'm going to try to switch this around a little bit. Maybe it can help some listeners frame arguments because I think people know the arguments on our side. I mean, we've, we've, this is not that complicated. Representative Morrison, what is the arguments being used for repealing parental notification of abortion? Because I'm a little mixed up about that. I don't quite understand their arguments. Maybe you do. Well, I mean, one one adjective that they've used again and again is dangerous. They're calling this a, a dangerous law. Um, they're saying that, you know, look, there are there are families that can discuss these issues uh, with their with their teens, but, you know, for those um, that can't, uh, you know, we need to make sure that um, access to abortion is just unfettered. Yeah, which is, and the law takes that into account, which is, they have a judicial bypass. It does, yes. Judicial, yeah, maybe we should explain that. So if there is a teen who does not uh, feel safe talking, uh, you know, about her pregnancy with uh, her parents or a parent, um, or actually any adult. I mean, the way the law is written, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's adult. pretty lax. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Any adult, adult family, family member. Right. It, could be a, it could be an uncle. It could be an aunt. Right. It, uh, you know, but the purpose of the law is to make sure that that child is protected. Um, well, there are a variety of reasons why you know, it's just good, good public policy to have this, but we're talking in many cases about a surgical procedure. Right. Right. And I remember when I had my son's tonsils taken out, you know, I had page after page of, uh, yeah. you know, potential complications that could happen with a tonsillectomy. Right. Nobody and thinks twice of that. Right. No, <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, what if there was something, some kind of complication? And we know that this happens. We know that there are adults uh, who have had complications from abortion. Some have died. Uh, some have been permanently um, mm-hmm. injured. And so if a girl is getting uh, the surgical procedure done and nobody knows about it, no adult in her family knows about it, um, it could cause her death. It could cause, you know, just some kind of serious complication for infection to, you know, all kinds of things. So in addition to um, just the fact that this is a very, very serious procedure, we don't let... um, Teens get tattoos. We don't let them get their ears pierced. We don't let them um, take other medication without parental involvement. And this is this, this is just common sense, good public policy. And the polls yeah. show it too. The polls show that that the majority of, of Illinoisans think that this is good, good law, good public policy. But the other side is trying to paint it as dangerous because there are some um, girls who would not feel safe bringing this up. And for those those limited cases where that might be the case, 
the ACLU and maybe other groups will provide pro bono right. legal counsel um, to these girls to go before a judge, and then the judge would approve it. Yeah. And then again, still, um, those other potential um, calamities are not uh, – there still is not an adult in that in that girl's family that would know about it, but they're but she's still getting the procedure. Yeah, you know, I think you you touched on this, and and I think it's important to keep hammering this this point home is that what this it does is to every parent who wants to be or thinks themselves to be responsible parents, and I think ninety nine percent of parents would I think aspire to be in that category, if not actually in that category. So if this bill passes. Your rights are taken away, and those rights then are transferred to, well, a bunch of teenagers who don't want to tell their parents. And, and, and it's, this is a zero-sum game. There's going to be – if this law is repealed, there are winners and losers, and the losers are parents who think the law should support their life, right to know what's going on in their child's life. They're the losers, which I think is – what nearly all parents i mean you would we'd all think that just everybody would want to be in that category and then if you will the winners are going to be well some teenagers who don't want to tell their kids that their parents what they're doing with a very as you indicated uh significant surgical procedure or you know okay if it's not a surgery you're taking drugs i mean and these drugs are very powerful drugs mm-hmm. so it, it just boggles my mind why we're even talking about this you know, I, 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 we've looked into this, and I know the answer if you don't know it, but can you think of any other state that's contemplating doing this? <laughs> there are well, none. <laughs> so there are apparently, uh, I think there's 33, 34, 35, 30, 35 other states require some other kind right. of parental notification. Correct. Consent or notification. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know any of them that are going the other way, though. I, I think most states are contemplating putting notification or consent laws into place. They're not repealing well, the laws. Well, look, look, look <laughs> at uh, – so in, in recent years in Springfield, we have regulated tobacco yep. usage. We've increased increased the age of uh, for tobacco usage. 21. Uh, you know, 21. Right. So the arguments on the floor were, look, these young people, they don't understand right. the risks – that they're taking when they're uh, when they're doing this, and and so we need to uh, increase the age. Okay, so the same argument applies for this procedure as well. Um, now, another thing that I've I've heard proponents say is, well, um, these teens are old enough to decide uh, if they want to keep the keep the child, so they should be old enough to decide that they don't want to. And uh, um, I don't know if you've heard that. Yes, I have very yes. much. But, yes, I have. But heard um, that a lot. Mm-hmm. And and again, the 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 issue is um, is it is does the government have a role? Do families have a role in helping young people through this? Um, because the other the other side at the same time, I don't know if you talked about this on your show, but they're pushing really really hard for a couple of uh, uh, sex ed. Yeah, girls. the reach back. Sure. Mm-hmm. And um, so, th- what in in a worst case scenario, uh, those bills pass that you know pushing really really um, graphic uh, sex ed curriculum at lower and lower ages that includes the topic of abortion. Yep, it does. And mm-hmm. right, and then at the same time, if if something like this were to pass, the the repeal of 
a girl's uh, family members know, at least knowing that this is happening. Now, again, they can't stop it, but someone in that family, an adult, needs to at least know uh, that this is going on. So in a worst-case scenario, this girl um, is having sex, you know, and, and gets pregnant and then goes and gets an abortion, and adults in that family never even know about it. And so think about this scenario. Um, if that girl is is dating or is being mm-hmm. abused mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Uh, an adult male, and when I mean adult, I'm not necessarily saying someone who's significantly older, but someone, it is a statutory rape situation. Right. That's right. The age of consent and, in Illinois is 17. That's right. Right. So um, if that girl is going in to get an abortion, that abuse may continue without anyone in her family even knowing about it. I'm sure you saw the video of Brooke uh, Bellow, who uh, is a person who's speaking out about this and who was trafficked as a minor. And since since that video, we've since talked to other individuals uh, who have been trafficked as young girls, and they will tell you that they wish that there was some sort of notification or consent law in place because perhaps it would have alerted somebody, uh, a parent, a law enforcement person, to stop the abuse. And, right. And that's where... Those who are arguing for repeal of parental notification, that's what they're arguing for. That, that, that just makes no sense to anybody. Representative Morrison, we have about two, three minutes left. Um, so here we are. It's April 19th. This bill has not moved out of a committee. What's going on? Yeah, well, it, it did move from the what's called the Rules Committee. That's sort of like the, uh, the first step in a, in a bill moving forward. Uh, from then, it was assigned to Human Services. And then it just did not get uh, sufficient support in human services. So it was sent back to the Rules Committee. Now, that doesn't mean that it's dead. And yep. I really, really want to encourage your listeners to stay vigilant, continue to contact their right. state lawmakers, because what we saw two years ago was <laughs> uh, there was a similarly you know, pretty, pretty extreme bill allowing for late-term abortions. Um, and... Because of the pushback, that bill stalled. Yep. But at the 11th hour, you know, the proverbial 11th hour, yeah. basically over Memorial Day weekend when everybody is enjoying their family time and barbecuing and all that kind of stuff. I'll never forget. They brought it. that bill back, mm-hmm. yeah, at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night That's before right. Memorial Day. Right. I remember and that. <laughs> then they, and they pushed it through. And then it passed the Senate um, really just minutes before the May 31st deadline. So they passed it like 1130 at night. Uh, on a Friday night. I remember that. So, yep. So please stay vigilant. Um, call your lawmaker. Get an answer. Don't just uh, uh, have an assistant um, say, okay, well, you know, we'll note your, your opposition. I mean, try to get that lawmaker on the phone and get a a verbal or a written commitment that they will not support this. That's a very good suggestion. Um, I think people are calling. They're they're doing what they can. Um, I think they're getting a little tired now because it's been going on for, you know, what, six weeks, uh, eight weeks or so. But I think you're right. It's time to double down our advocacy efforts and not um, uh, let them fade away. G- get the, the lawmaker on the phone if you can. Get a commitment, as Representative Morrison indicated, 
uh, hear what they say and and keep their keep their commitment. Uh, if they say they're going to vote against it, uh, make sure they do so. Because we saw with the RHA two years ago, we saw a couple lawmakers who had committed to voting no who switched their who, who changed their opinion. And that's how it passed. Yeah. So I think well, you're right. Well, the other side, they kept calling, and the same thing with HB forty yep. uh, four years ago. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, the taxpayer funding for abortion bill that became law is yep. we had some initial wins yep. stopping it and then the other side they just did not let up they continued to make their calls so we need fighters we need people who are going to be vigilant um representative morrison you are one of them you're probably the head of the class and thank you so much for what you do uh i know you're always fighting uh to preserve and defend human life from conception to natural death and Everybody is very uh, supportive of your efforts, so thank you for doing that. And I think we should advise all listeners to do the same. Uh, Be as strong as Representative Morrison and keep calling. Get those lawmakers on the phone because we have to stop this. Uh, The bill number is House Bill 1797 or Senate Bill 2190. Those numbers could change. If they do, we'll keep you updated on that. We'll let you know. And uh, so for now, uh, Representative Morrison, thanks so much for taking some time to join us. Thank you. Take care. This is Bob Gilligan of the Catholic Conference. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, good guests this morning, Josh Hale, uh, Dan Mishla, and Representative Todd Morrison. We'll be back on the third week in the month of May. Have a good day, everybody.